switched mics. One second. Good morning to you all. <laughs> Great to see you. It's a good day, even if we're still waiting for the sunshine to come out. It will come out. Um, you all doing okay? Doing well? So good to see you today. Um, it's funny because at points like this, some people think, oh dear, what's going to happen now? Kai and Andrea are going to change everything and what's going to... Don't worry, just chill. <laughs> Um, what we've just done, um, we've done actually for a while now, also for me, just, just worship, just give everything to God, because actually you probably find this for yourself um, if you know Jesus, um, or you can find this for yourself if you want to know Jesus, but you come to the place where actually you don't want to do your own thing, you just want to do whatever God wants you to do. And Jesus says this in, um, in John, I think it's chapter 6, where he says, I haven't come to do my own thing, or my own will, he says, but I haven't come to do my own thing. I only do what the Father gives me to do. Um, so all of us also as a church, individually as a church, we're on the journey of finding out what that is. God, what do you want me to do? But then to do that. So um, thank you for praying for us, for myself and Andrea. Thank you for praying for us as a church. And I think prayer is really something which we will realize in a fresh way. That's what brings us to the heart of God. That's what brings us to the mouth of God where, God, what are you saying? What do you want us to do? How do you want us to live? And at the end of the day, at least to me, I guess to you as well. That's what matters, isn't it? To do what God wants us to do. So we're not going to talk about anything practical today. <laughs> That's going to be a practical message. But rather than thinking about, should we do this as a church, that, let's talk about who we are. And so the last few days and weeks, um, I've just been thinking about DNA. Anyone know what DNA is? Um, DNA is at the core of our physical body. And Rory, if you want to get that word up, um, it's, it's a very complicated word, the word DNA. Anyone want to try and pronounce? That's the long version of DNA. So this is from the Cambridge Dictionary, and I press that little button online and it talks to you in, in English and in US English. I think it's something like deoxyribonucleic acid. So don't worry, we're not in medical school, we're not going there either. But just that thought that, if you put the next slide on, Rory, DNA, don't worry, we're not in medical school, it's fine. <laughs> but basically, DNA is at the very core of who we are, physically. So this is DNA, I don't know if you've seen this before, maybe you remember your days of school, but it's like a double helix, there are different proteins and all those sort of things. And if you zoom back in where it really sits, it sits in the core of every cell of your body. So in the nucleus, I think that's how you pronounce it, in the core, the center of every cell is DNA, right? And, and as your body grows and, and so on, DNA spreads in your body, it multiplies, it sort of, it's funny actually, it sort of opens up and then there's another thing called mRNA, it sort of jumps on there and builds a new DNA and then it spreads, so it multiplies. But basically every cell of your body, at the core of it is DNA, is that they can call it genetic code. So I'm just going to read a professional explanation before I keep trying. So um, and one lexicon says that DNA, I won't try and pronounce the whole word, is an organic chemical that contains genetic information instruction for synthesis. Okay, don't worry about that. Let's move on. It is found in most cells of every organism. DNA is key part of reproduction of genetic um, sort of processes. And DNA is passed down from parents to their offspring. Another sort of definition is, DNA is a genetic code that makes each person unique. It carries instruction for the development, growth, and reproduction and functioning of all life. 
So the information in your DNA determines whether you have blue eyes or blonde hair. All of that information, I mean, it's incredible. It's in that tiny thing. You know, when the Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made, I look at this and I might not understand it all, but it's like, God, this is incredible. Like, this is tiny. But before it gets too complicated for all of us, DNA is in the center of cells. Cells form tissues, tissues form organs. What's an organ? A liver, a kidney, your heart, your brain. At the heart of it is DNA. So to make it spiritual, what's the DNA that God has given us? What's the core of your heart? What's the center of, what has God put in you, into your life? So if in the natural, you get your DNA from your parents, you know, you might notice that you've got a similar kind of face shape or hair, whatever. DNA is passed down in a natural way. Spiritually, when you're born, or the Bible calls when you give your life to Jesus, you're born again, you're born of God, you're born spiritually. Surely there's a kind of, it's a kind of DNA. What's the DNA of God in you? And maybe we need to change the slide, otherwise you're going to get crazy. <laughs> Just put the first one on again. But I find DNA fascinating because it talks about the heart, the core of our beings. That even though, you know, our body has hands and feet and all sorts of things, at the core of it is DNA. So, as I said earlier, we don't want to today talk about what we do, but who we are. Who we are is, in one sense, as a Christian or as a believer, but also who we are as a church and that we want to express that and live that out. So I've just got a list of, of words that I'm going to throw out, and I'm sure they resonate with you in some ways. That part of our spiritual DNA of what God puts within us when we get to know him, when we become a Christian, is that we're people of faith. Faith is natural to God, not always natural to us, but in our spiritual DNA, and if you want, for us as a church, we want to be a people of faith, that faith is almost natural, that that's our response. Then we want to be a people of love, love is our DNA, like to love one another, you know, that's, if, if, if you ask someone, or, you know, what did Jesus talk about in his life, probably the one thing that, well, hopefully keeps coming up is that he said, Love God, love one another. You know, what's the greatest command, isn't he? He asks, people ask him, what's the greatest command? He says, to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and to love your neighbor. Where's your neighbor? Ne next to you. <laughs> you know, right now, who in this room, you've got neighbors. Maybe at home, you've got literal neighbors with your house, but to love your neighbor. Um, we were in the street once doing, you know, just chatting with people, giving out gifts to people. And there was a, um, I think it was a Muslim lady come up to us and she said, oh, a lady came up and says, oh, if only more people loved like you love, the world would be a better place. Um, don't know exactly what her faith was, but uh, it just appeared that she was Muslim. But just her, oh, wow, if more people would just love like that. But that's what Jesus said. That's what he stood for. That's what he stands for today. And that's what we want to be like. God's DNA in us is actually to love. It's not to push away. It's not to say, oh, you're doing this. It's actually not to judge or to condemn. Our DNA is to love. We're also people of generosity. That's also in God. You know, we, Andrea prayed it earlier that God's a God of abundance, of overflow. That's sort of words the Bible uses to describe him. You know, he laid his life down. Like that's wholeheartedness, all of that sort of thing. So a people that are generous, that's our DNA. That's who we are. A people of gentleness and kindness. That's maybe one we didn't necessarily expect. But um, when Jesus talks about his own heart in the Bible, you know, we know a lot of things he did, but his heart, he says, I'm gentle and humble of heart, or gentle and lowly, depends on your translation. That's amazing that the savior of the world who comes down to us wouldn't tell us what to do. There are guide, you know, that he gave us ways to live, 
But he actually says, at the heart of all that I'm saying and doing is I'm gentle and humble of heart. Mm. So we want to be a people of humility. Mm. That is our spiritual DNA. It's not to be proud. That's biblical language, as you would say. That's the flesh. It opposes the things that God wants to do in our lives. And sometimes we find that we're actually quite proud or we know better or anything. But just want to encourage us as a church, also in this new season, that we want to be a people of humility. And when we find, oh, I'm a bit like, oh, okay, then let's just, what we did earlier, just surrender and say, thank you, Lord, that actually the thing you've put inside of me is humility. Mm. We're people of faithfulness. Uh, we want to be faithful to one another. We want to be faithful to what God has called us to do. You know, a lot of times when you start walking with God, there are just things that keep coming back to you or keep coming to your mind. Oh, I want to help this kind of group of people. I want to serve my neighbor. And you find that as you journey with Jesus, that you end up doing stuff that you never thought you could do. But it doesn't come out of, oh, I'm such a great person. It actually comes out of, God, what do you want me to do? And the Bible says that the plans he has for you, for each and every one of us, are good plans. Plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Again, think of his heart. Gentle, humble. He doesn't have any plans to harm us. He has plans to prosper us. A people of perseverance. That's a cool word, isn't it? Um, it's the thing that probably doesn't feel natural to, to many of us. But, but in our spirit, in the things God has put in us, you know, when we give our life to Jesus and he comes, he says, I come to live within you. When you give yourself to me, I give myself to you. Perseverance is part of your DNA. It's part, you know, remember that picture in the beginning, the that DNA sits at the center and the core of every cell of your body, the cell of every bit of your heart, every bit of your even brain. And at the center of that, spiritually, is perseverance. Yeah. So we just sometimes need to choose to say, God, I'm going to live according to what you've put inside of me, which is perseverance. And then God also says, and I've put you in a body, and I want you to encourage each other to persevere, you know, to cheer each other on, to good deeds, as the Bible says, or to, to persevere, to run the race. There's so much language in the Bible. And sometimes we think we just have to do it by ourselves. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's great if you're incredible. That's wonderful. Help the rest of us. But, but it's so important that we understand, yes, God wants me to persevere and run the race, but I, it's really okay if someone else encourages me. But in that as well, you're there to encourage that other person. And that's called church. That's community of believers. Um, and that's, I think, also a reason why a lot of Christians struggle by themselves because God's never intended them to walk that walk by themselves. Um, doesn't mean you have to come every Sunday or anything. You know, that's not the point. It's being part of community and part of uh, walking together. So to be faithful to each other, to persevere together, to encourage each other. Part of our DNA is also people who serve. Um, I don't know what springs to mind first for you when you hear the word serve. Maybe you think, oh, that's great. Someone set up the tables today. They're great servants. And they are. Thank you, Lord, for everyone who helped this morning. And if you want to join us, feel free to join us. That would be great. But actually, it's serving with our lives. You know, it's amazing the stories in the Bible about Jesus because, again, you know, he had everything in heaven and he came down to earth, but he came with humility and he came to serve. So he shows up at this dinner party of um, sort of religiously important people um, and there's a lady in there that comes in who shouldn't be in the room, actually, and he just, she just pours oil on his feet, and she loves him and serves him. But then 
later in, in the Bible, we see how Jesus kneels down to his followers and washes his feet. You know, it's, it's again, feet, it's very, that's very humble. We're not going to do that today in case you're worried, don't worry. But um, with our, let's use it as a picture for our lives that we serve people, whether it's, you know, you use the picture of I want to serve Jesus, I want to be at his feet and pour that oil, you know, that was very precious what she had. Let's use that as a picture of I want to give God everything, even if it's costly, you know, that sort of thing. But also Jesus knelt down to serve others and he washed their feet and he cared for them, looked after them. So who are the people maybe in your sphere of life and of influence that where you don't walk in the room saying, look, I'm the important one, <laughs> but where you come to serve, to love, to give, to encourage, to um, pour into. We're also people of truth. And it's quite amazing the Bible calls the church the household of faith or those Actually, in Romans, it says the guardians of truth. It's not the guardians of the galaxy in that way, but I don't know if you're into those kind of films, but people of truth, that even when around us, maybe people believe all sorts of things, and maybe in our own head, sometimes we can have all sorts of thoughts of, you know, what am I doing? Who am I? What about this, this in the world? And, but actually, Jesus says, believe the truth, and truth sets you free. And that's also something that we want to remember as a church, as we, as we walk with God, as we walk together, that we won't find freedom anywhere else but in Jesus. <laughs> it's just, we won't find freedom anywhere else but in the truth. And to hold on to the truth, and to base our lives and what we believe on the truth. And that's, you know, that's the word, so it's to feed on the word. And I really love the next one, it's a people of faith. And I know I mentioned it earlier, but I just wanted to spend a bit more time talking about faith. The church, in case you haven't realized yet, it's called Kingdom Faith Church. <laughs> um, but it's, I, faith has always been like at the heart of, of us as a church for years, but actually at the heart of every believer. You become a Christian by faith in what Jesus has done for you. You walk with him by faith that he's with you. You know, it's always a journey of faith. And, and he, Jesus says to someone of one of his followers, you, you have seen me and you struggle to believe and you just about believe. But actually, blessed are those that don't see me physically and still believe. Like there's something about faith that's really important to God. And sometimes we find ourselves believing a bit more, believing a bit less. But I just want to encourage all of us that we dig in ourselves, that we dig our own well, so to speak, a well of faith, where we cultivate, where we feed on, where we express and release faith. Now, where does faith come from? Faith comes from hearing, and someone's going to finish that scripture for me, and hearing from the word. So faith's not going to come from social media, or faith's not going to come from wherever. I mean, if, if there are Bible scriptures and social media, it does, you know, but Faith is going to come from drawing on God yourself. But then you probably also recognize that if you come into a room like this with a bunch of other people who also believe, that's also going to encourage your faith. So there are different dynamics at play here. If you only ever walk with God by yourself and try and dig in, you probably get retired at some point and need some encouragement. But if you also equally, if you only come here and don't dig in for yourself, you'll find that you become very dependent on an event and on a service and a which is supposed to help you and inspire. We spur each other on, doesn't it? But actually, it's both. It's not one or the other. And so don't feel condemned if you're struggling with it a little bit. We're here to help. We're here to help each other. Or I'm, we're here to talk to you and help you. But there's a power in digging in for yourself. There's a power in cultivating faith 
faith thinking, faith language, faith life. And some people say, oh, you're just then positive. Well, you'll end up being positive, but not because you're trying to be positive, but because faith overcomes all the negative. Um, I mean, we would need much more time to dig into that more now, but I just want to encourage you that part of your DNA in every cell of your body is faith. You know, like that we believe for stuff as a church. And when Jesus has things like, nothing's impossible, that we don't shrink back from that phrase and think, yeah, that sounds nice. That's very positive, Jesus. Thank you. Nothing's impossible. That's fine. But we're actually, okay, God, I can't quite see that yet, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on this journey of faith. I'm going to feed on faith. I'm going to feed on nothing's impossible because you said it. And I think my prayer for us as a church is that when people come into this building or when we're out and about, when people come to us, they just catch faith. Can you imagine just when you spend time with people, people are just uplifted, you know? I mean, that's what the Bible talks about. It says, God is the lifter of your head. But not just physically, but on the inside of your being where faith just comes up and you're just lifted. You know, when someone's going through a difficult time or situation where it might not be solved in that moment, but actually we can share faith, we can encourage faith, we can spur them on and say, do you know what, let's stand together, let's believe that God is with us, God is at work, God is doing something. And as I was thinking about this for today, I thought, yeah, that's not ignoring the negative, that's not ignoring reality, it's a way of facing reality. Faith isn't ignoring something. We look at it, but we look at it not just in the natural with Oh, we can't, we can. But actually, we look at it with Jesus. Thank you that you're with me right now. <laughs> and then in that, he is the author and the perfecter of our faith. That's another way the Bible talks about Jesus, is he is the author. So someone who starts something, who, you know, an author of a book, without him, the book's not going to exist, you know. So every word on that page is going to be written by the author. And he is the author of faith. And sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we don't know what to think, what to believe, or everything's crazy. I just want to encourage us, let's return to the author of faith and say, Jesus, give me faith for now. Give me faith for this moment. Give me faith for this situation. What is it that I can believe now that helps me walk? And then again, it's not just you on your own. We're part of a body. Let's speak faith to each other. And I just wrote this sort of block down. A people where Jesus' words matter and that it matters more than man's words. That even if someone gives you a negative diagnosis or says something about your life that's actually not true, where Jesus' words matter more. He is saviour and he's healer. He's the deliverer, Jesus is. So if he speaks, I want to join with what he's saying. I don't want to contradict it, not with my thinking, not with my heart. So for us as a church, let's believe God to do some stuff. Like, why are we here otherwise, you know? <laughs> like, but not in and of ourselves. Let's come to him to author faith. Say, God, what are you saying? It's a new season. Something's fresh happening. And I think that's for all of us, also in your individual life. God, author faith afresh. But where are you going to do that? You can do that here on a Sunday morning. You can do that right now. Hopefully you're inspired and you're encouraged. And that's my job this morning. But I also want to encourage you to make some space. And if you already have, maybe just review that. How am I doing with that? Make some space in your own life to say, God, I want to hear from you. Would you author faith today? And I can encourage you. That's not just a church thing. Um, most of you probably know, but I'm also doing some music things on the side. And, and actually, my walk of faith has sometimes felt more real outside of church than in church. Because here, we all, we're all positive. Well, oh, I guess. I haven't heard anything negative this morning, I think. But... Um, <laughs> But outside of this room is where life happens, isn't it? 
So for me, there were moments where I just, in my being or in the, you know, the DNA thing, in my being, I just felt I need to be confident. I need to approach a certain person. I just need to ask them, here's some of my music. Do you want to perform it? And, I've, and some of those moments where on the inside, you just have to rise up and say, God, what are you saying? Like author faith. And I've been on this journey and, and, and the orchestra said yes. And I've been on this journey with traveling with them and sort of trying to share my faith and the, the composition I've given them is basically about my life as knowing Jesus without using that language, you know, but it's that door only opened because I rose up and stood up and, and just said, I'm just going to write an email, you know. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you that whatever that looks like for you, I can only speak from my experience, but to be a person of faith and to believe together. And I think the greatest breakthroughs that will happen won't happen because you had a good idea, but it's because God authored faith. Amen. So are we getting through a lot of things here? Are you still present? Are you still with me? Um, we're people of life. You will find that, or you have maybe found it on your walk with Jesus, but you will find that the more you put faith into practice, the more you hear and you put that into practice, you do that, there's life released. And there's nothing like the life of Jesus. There's a moment, and a lot of you might know it, there's a moment where Jesus said something very tricky for people to understand in his time. And a lot of people left him. I don't think he was very phased by that in that moment. And then, because he turned to his other followers, and he's the closest ones, and he said, so do you want to leave as well? Do you want to stay? Like, where are you at? <laughs> and then one of them says, where should we go? You alone have words of eternal life. And I don't know if you've come to this point in your life, but I have been many times where I thought there's so much out there, but Jesus, you alone have true life. And then another place in the Bible, it says true life. Or eternal life is to know God. And again, there's so many stories, and maybe you've heard some where people have tried to find life in this and that, and in you know, drugs or movies or clubbing. Or um, I know, yeah, also from my own family, people, but actually they had to realize, Jesus, if I want to find true life, I need to deal with this Jesus thing in front of me, you know? <laughs> like, oh, true life is only going to be found in Jesus. But just to come back to this thing of faith in the world, when you start going out there living by faith more and more, you'll find that there's a life release and people are attracted to life, not death. There's enough death out there. But again, the life of Jesus, not just natural life. You know, I said in the beginning, the DNA that we get when we're born again, so to speak, when we give our life to Jesus and he comes to live within us, the Bible says, there's life within you. And sometimes we can say, oh, but I don't feel that. No, 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 that, let's start with, this is what the word says. I'm going to choose to believe that and journey with that. A people of breakthrough. That's my last big point of a people of. And there's a whole other list of words I know we could use, but we are people of breakthrough. As a Christian, you know, Jesus, Jesus said to doors that open that no man can shut. You know, and I think... If, if you've been around our church a little while, um, you will know this, but if not, then just, just briefly want to explain to you that this church is born out of breakthrough. Mm-hmm. That, you know, originally part of, like started in an Anglican church where just the boundaries of, of where they were at in the teaching just couldn't hold what God was doing. That's not being negative about the Anglican church. We, we bless everyone who, who, who wants to follow Jesus and who doesn't actually, we just bless everyone. But in that, at that time, in that moment, what God was doing was breaking through where they were at. It was breaking through religion in that case. It was breaking through just rhythms of this is just what we do as believers. It was breaking through into life. 
and you break through with faith. And again, that's the whole thing of cultivating faith individually and together, but faith releases life, releases breakthrough. So as we journey together, let's believe for breakthrough in each other's lives, whether it's our physical health, our mental health, our emotional well-being, maybe relationship breakdown. I'm on a journey of just sending messages to people from like 10 years ago, which just something felt didn't feel right. I'm just believing for breakthrough that my relationships are restored, that even if they're... Germany, this guy's in a different country. I want to live at peace with them. I'm believing for breakthrough, for reconciliation. That's who you are, Lord. Or if it's in your workplace, you know, for me, it's obviously here and music stuff, whatever. But let's believe for breakthrough. You're not just an ordinary person. You're a person of breakthrough. And us as a church, over years and decades, there have been breakthroughs for so many, many people. And, and, and the sort of the narrative of, of our church at the moment is that we're just coming into a whole new season, actually more than a season. It's like an era. So rather than saying, oh, okay, I'll see what that looks like. Let's see sort of passive position. Let's be of, of an active position and say, God, I want to be part of that breakthrough. I want that breakthrough with my own family, with my neighbors, with my friends. I want that breakthrough in my workplace. But that only happens if you start digging in. That only happens. Otherwise, you just flow with the crowd. And you're in a good crowd this morning. Congratulations, you made it. So that's cool. But actually the real breakthroughs that are going to come through you is when you dig in and when you hear something from God, and we're going to talk more about hearing God in the next sort of weeks ahead. Um, When you dig in, you hear something where faith is released, where life is released, where we're breaking through to something new. And then also just one more point I want to make before we just want to sort of reflect, pray for each other, that sort of thing. Uh, Can you take one more point? (laughs) <laughs> been on my heart for a while that it's, it's two slightly complicated words but we'll, we'll get there don't worry so if you haven't heard those words before we'll be, we'll be fine but we're not just a pastoral people we're not apostolic people pastoral in the sense of you know you, you, you sort of shepherd sheep picture we care for one another we look out for each other brilliant God wants to do that in us you know he says love your neighbors yourself that looks like something practically but we're an apostolic people as a church. Apostolic, when Jesus used that phrase, you're my apostles, you might have heard that before. It's someone who's sent, who knows that they are sent. A lot of Christians, they just care for one another, but they don't believe that God's sending them to that person right now to see breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we want to say anything negative about being pastoral because we need to be. We need to look out for one another, care for one another. But in that Let's see faith release, breakthrough release. Let's believe that we're sent people. Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. It's not just to have a nice time. We're not a social club. (laughs) If you thought that, I burst your bubble just now. We are are people sent by God. Now in that, we want to make sure we're well. We want to look after each other. We want to be where God wants us well. But in that, we have a mission. We have a mission to accomplish. And we have things to do in God. Some of that is you individually. Some of that is us together. So an apostolic people, a people sent by God, a people that know the will of God and establish his kingdom. So the idea of an an apostle in that time was a Roman concept, actually, of someone who would go somewhere else and see the Roman Empire established. The rules, the values, the ideas of Rome, the sort of habits of Rome. And the goal in that case was that that village would look like Rome. So if you go somewhere in Europe and they would send someone there to establish Rome, um, Jesus uses that phrase, not to establish Rome, of course, to establish his kingdom, which is love, 
joy, peace. Basically, what we talked about earlier, people of humility, of gentleness, of generosity, of faith. That's the kingdom of God, to use that phrase. And for us to realize we're not just here to have a good time, which we are, but we're sent people to establish faith, love, hope, joy, peace out there. Like maybe in your own family, maybe that's out there for you, you know. Um, and yes, we want people to come to know Jesus. But also that's their choice. But what we can do is we can bring life. We can bring faith. So let's remember that as we go forward as a church, who we are in our DNA is, yes, we love each other and we care for each other. But in that together, we want to see breakthroughs around our lives. Maybe you live in a block of flats with other people around you. I want you to know that you are sent to that block of flats to see the love of God, the faith of God, the joy of God. Let's, we want to journey together as a church to see that happen in your life. Maybe you're in a business and it's actually quite a dark place. We want to be praying for you and standing with you that you see light in that place. Like that's who God is. So let's remember, we want, to, we want us to be well, to look out for each other. But as, as a well people, we want to move together to see what God wants to do. That everything in our lives is like it's touching heaven. That it's heaven on earth. And for that to be our attitude and perspective, that wherever we go, we bring the life of heaven on earth. But we're not just passive with that. We want to be active with that. We want to be on the front foot, so to speak. And we want to intentionally see God's kingdom, his heaven on earth. So maybe a question you can ask yourself in your own time. Maybe we have not so much time now. But God, what are you saying about where I live? What are you saying about my life and around my life? And already you can believe while you ask that, God has sent you there to, to make a positive difference. So to close now, because I've poured loads of things on you, <clears throat> let's just close our eyes for a moment. I'm just going to pray. And maybe just take a moment to reflect on whatever stood out to you this morning or how I would maybe word it, what, what, what God's saying to you, what God is making stand out to you, what the spotlight is shining on, so to speak. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, I want to thank you that if we give our lives to you, you put something on the inside of us which is just different, which is full of life, which is full of hope, which is full of faith. It's your DNA. It's who you are. And I thank you, Lord, that in our DNA is that we are people of life, that we're people of faith. And sometimes we don't feel like that. Sometimes we don't walk like that, but we're here to journey together to live like that. And thank you, Lord, that we can encourage each other and spur each other on to, to deal with difficult situations, but to actually say we're standing together here. Let's stand together with faith, with perseverance, with life to see breakthrough. That however long it takes, I'm going to be, we used this word earlier, we're going to be faithful to each other and stand with each other, however long it takes. Sometimes we have to pray once, sometimes we pray for one year, sometimes we pray for longer than one year. But to stand together, Lord, I want to thank you that for us as a church, you would revive what you've already put within us. God, you would make come alive that spiritual DNA of we're people of life and of faith and of hope and of breakthrough. And God, I just want to, just pray and speak that over us as a church, that we are a people of breakthrough, ascent people. And Lord, thank you that we're going to see breakthroughs, not because of our good intentions, but because of who you are and what you've put inside of us. 
And Father God, I just pray that you would help all of us to to find you personally in our own time as well, that maybe it's in the morning or the evening or on your lunch break, whatever works, but God, that you give us grace to find you, that we dig into, maybe it's a worship song we just meditate on, maybe it's a, a verse of the Bible, maybe it's whatever it is, God, but that we feed on you, that we, that we learn in a fresh way as a church what it is to draw strength from you. And thank you, Lord, that then as we come together, there's just this bubbling over of faith and life and, and goodness and, and your presence, Lord. And thank you that as we then go to work and to our families and to our everyday life, that it wouldn't be a different life, but it would be a life that's again bubbling over with faith, hope and love and life and generosity and gentleness and kindness that what you've put inside of it just has to flow out. It has to come out and we can't help it but love people. And Lord, we know that that's something maybe you have to work in us sometimes, but we thank you that you do. We thank you that love is at the heart of who we are. Lord, that in our families, in our workplaces or wherever you place us, that we can love people well, that we can serve people well, that we don't come in proud, we come in humbly, that we don't come in taking stuff, but we come in giving stuff. That we're generous, we love and we love well. Lord, I thank you that you revive that DNA. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And wherever you're at on your journey, I just want to encourage you also beyond this morning, just, just ask God to take you a step further. Maybe that step is for you individually or in relationship with others. Or maybe it is, God, I don't know you, but this sounds interesting. Just, I want to encourage you to take a step with God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Are you encouraged today? Yes. Are you a bit challenged today? <laughs> so it's good to have both, a bit of encouragement, a bit of challenge. But just want to encourage you to keep journeying and let's journey together.